Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The former Minister for Communications and Independent TD Dennis Nocton has asked on Taoiseach to consider relaxing restrictions and returning uh, to work in parts of the country which have been uh, consistently low, I suppose, with numbers of COVID-19 infection. And he joins me on the line, uh, Dennis Nocton. Good afternoon to you, Dennis. Good afternoon, Niall. Dennis, by the way, just as a side note, I know I'm just kind of catching you on the hop here, but somebody just asked a question about dash cams. Did that ever come up when you were Minister of Communication in relation to the legality of... Because we know we have to give permission to people in relation to dumping to put cameras up in a public place. You're supposed to put up a sign saying there's cameras, you know, around. What's the story with dash cams? Are they legal? Well, look, it comes under the Department of Justice, but it comes under GDPR, and it is, as you say, a very grey area, and... Uh, people could be potentially liable to prosecution uh, in relation to it. So my advice to anyone is do not put uh, any public material like that uh, up, up on, on social, social media. media. Yeah, 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 just for oh, your own sorry. personal use in case you ever need yeah. it in case of an accident, because they are essential in case of an accident, absolutely, and they've made a huge difference to insurance companies. Right, but getting back to what you said, uh, you're suggesting to Antishuk that he consider relaxing the restrictions, particularly obviously with the day coming up, uh, with Tuesday coming up Monday, the, or should I say the 5th, Tuesday the 5th, and everybody expecting something anyway, or some little token. Um, you believe that in places where we've had very low numbers, cases, and particularly deaths, uh, that we should relax some of those restrictions, that there's no point in everybody being in lockdown. Well, look, the, the context to this is we're going to have to live with COVID-19 for a long time to come. We're going to have to live with social distancing for a long time to come. But the last thing we need to see happening is a second generation uh, infection of COVID-19 and the reintroduction of lockdown measures uh, across this country. So rather than, and the government and the public health officials are taking a very cautious approach, and you can understand why they're doing that, because we still have high levels of, of infection and high levels of people in hospital, particularly in certain parts of the country. But the suggestion that I made to the Taoiseach, and the Taoiseach had asked us for these suggestions, the suggestion I made to the Taoiseach was that if he isn't prepared to bring in a relaxation right across the country, to look at doing it in areas of the country where we don't have a problem to any great extent with COVID-19. So what I'm suggesting is that maybe you would allow uh, older people that are cocooned at the moment out maybe for 30 minutes every day uh, for a walk or exercise where they would cover their mouth or, or a nose with um, a cotton scarf. This would be particularly uh, in rural Ireland where they're probably not going to meet anybody anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Or the, the restriction, the two kilometre restriction, uh, that you would extend that maybe to five kilometres uh, and see what happens in those areas. Does it cause problems? Are there issues with maybe people congregating around public amenities or parks? And if it is an issue, then when they issue the broader directive across the country, they would say, look, you can go five kilometres, but not to public amenities or not access parks, whatever the case may be. But it allows us to incrementally introduce uh, these uh, relaxation of some of the uh, restrictions on a more measured basis see how they work rather than introducing them right across the country and, take and a big having risk. to reintroduce yeah. them again. Okay, so, so in other words, you're saying what we're doing at the moment, which is a kind of blunt instrument and in the legislation, I suppose yesterday Mary Lou uh, talked about using a sledgehammer to crack a nut sometimes. Um, you're saying that there are areas of the country where we could almost use it as a, as a test bed. And I don't mean that with people's lives, by the way, but to test and see how the data works out, that to make sure that well, if we reduce those restrictions in, say, Leitrim, which has a low level of, of uh, cases at the moment, 
moment or places like the Aran Islands for example and other places like that or other counties that might have if we rest- kind of extend it to five kilometres uh, say to elderly people yes there's no problem going out for a walk but just make sure you don't kind of interact with anybody else while you're out and if we see a slight increase in cases well then we can relook at that again Exactly, and it may be that you won't see an increase in cases, but that the Gardaí might report that older people are congregating or going into to, to the church too much, or that uh, younger families are ending up having picnics in public parks and it's causing problems. So then when you look to extending a relaxation of restrictions in places like Dublin, where we have a particular problem, you can say, yes, you can go up to five kilometres, but you can't have picnics in public parks or whatever uh, that issue would be. So it's about trying to manage the relaxation of this, and it also gives people some hope. So yes, all right for the people in Leitrim, for argument's sake, they get free movement. But for the people that are cocooned or tied down in Dublin, they can see, well, look, at least the government is trying this out in Leitrim. And if it works there, then we will see progress down the road. Mm-hmm. If we don't do that, the alternative is that the whole country has to wait until there is a dramatic fall off of the rate of infection in the city of Dublin. Uh, and that will lead, I believe, to many parts of the country ignoring the restrictions could lead to further outbreaks of this infection in other parts of the country, which could cause huge complications in terms of managing this disease in the months ahead. Okay, but see, the fear, I suppose, Dennis, would be that if you look at the United States, for example, where every state has different restrictions and some states have no restrictions, and I believe in Florida, for example, today, they're lifting restrictions, they're opening beaches and they're trying to get back to normal or get America moving again, that people move from one state to another to, I suppose, avail of those less restrictions. And maybe that's a fear that if you if you do that, and let's say, for example, if we turn around and say, okay, well, in Kildare, you can go five kilometres instead of two, that people from Dublin might be heading down to Kildare for the weekend. So is it, isn't that the fear that people might want to enjoy those, you know, the less restrictions? No, because the, the legislation that we introduced in the Dáil uh, back six, seven weeks ago at this stage makes provision for that that you would only be talking about movement for people who are residing in a particular county. So if someone from Dublin uh, comes down to Meath uh, or to Kildare, where, where the thing has been relaxed, uh, they would be in breach of those regulations uh, and the Gardaí could deal with them appropriately. Mm. This is not about, uh, you know, uh, encouraging people to, to move from one part of the country to the other, because that actually would actually compound... Uh, the problem in relation to to COVID-19. And we need to minimise the movement of people uh, across the country. But we also need to ensure that there's compliance there. And we need to acknowledge that there are mental health issues here as well. Oh, massive, massive mental health issues. Remember, we have 1.1 million people who would normally be at work who are now sitting at home at this point in time. We have millions more people who are active on a daily basis. And they need to get some hope. They need to see some light. Of well, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, Dennis, because I, I hate to think that's always gets seem to get ignored, that the, the mental health problems this is causing for healthy people um, who are now living sometimes in a one-bedroom apartment with two kids or something like that. I mean, the stress and depression that it's bringing on people is equally as important as what's going on in relation to this virus, because I would hate to think that we will have a catastrophe uh, a year down the road, of me- not only mental health problems, but also other people who, uh, and it's been suggested that people 
who need life-saving surgery or routine surgery are not going to hospital. Our hospital beds, by the way, um, we spoke to one nurse who said she's never seen as many empty beds in a hospital. So in yes, her career. And that, that's, know, that's, that's at, dangerous. You could look at maybe in a number of weeks' time um, after some of the restrictions have been relaxed uh, that you could say that, for example, Wexford General Hospital, where there is a low level uh, of infection, that it might start doing elective surgery uh, for people from a much wider catchment area so that those that are in pain uh, and need urgent procedures could be carried out in some of these smaller hospitals where they don't have a problem with COVID-19, where the staff aren't overrun and where there is the capacity to treat them. But that's, I think, a bit down the road yet. Well, look, I I absolutely agree with you, Dennis. I don't disagree with you on this particular point. I believe that where the evidence shows there isn't a large number of cases and it doesn't seem to be spreading like wildfires it would be in cities, for example, I absolutely believe that restrictions could be lifted in those areas and monitored as well. And for the rest of us too, because it gives a good indication of how it might spread indeed if it did actually happen, all right? Exactly, and the objective here is to make sure that when we do relax restrictions, uh, that we're not in a situation that we have to reintroduce them again because I think from a psychological and mental health point of view, if we relax restrictions and have to reintroduce them again, I think it would be a huge blow to society as a whole. Dennis, just finally before you go, generally speaking, how do you believe the government have handled, uh, I don't expect you to be too critical, I suppose, but how do you believe they've handled this situation from the very start? Obviously, there's huge criticisms in relation to, you know, care homes, and we didn't kind of step in there quick enough and prioritise that quick enough. There's obviously criticisms of testing targets, which have never been met yet, which could help us, of course, release or kind of review those restrictions if we had more testing. But generally speaking, how do you believe they've handled this? Well, look, I I would agree with the caveats that you put in relation to nursing homes and testing. But in general, what the government has done is followed the public health advice up to now. And that was the right uh, approach to take. The difficulty is now that we're coming to a crossroads. You need to weigh up the public health advice along with the mental health advice, the other health advice and the economic advice. And you need to have, I believe, a government, a new government in place that has a mandate to operate for five years to make those type of decisions. It's a di- that, well, it is a difficult balancing act, isn't it? To get, it you know, the mental health, as you said, the economic well-being of the country, the future of the country uh, economically, and also the health of people uh, in relation to COVID-19. So it is a difficult bal- balancing act. It is. But at the moment, you can't have that balancing act because you only have an interim government uh, in place. It really hasn't got the authority to overrule the the public health advice. And I'll give you one very practical example of it. And that is, I believe that we should, everyone that is going outside uh, should now be advised that they should wear a covering on their mouth and nose. I'm not talking about face masks because they're in short supply, but even something as simple as a scarf or something like that. Mm -hmm. Now, for a bizarre reason, the, uh, the public health officials have not given that advice. Well, well, it's surprising. We're one of the only countries who won't give that advice. But because the public health officials won't give that advice, the government won't give the direction. And I believe... But doesn't that... Well, a, Dennis, doesn't that just go to show you that sometimes, as my mother used to always say, doctors differ, patients die, right? That obviously there's many different opinions by different public health officials around the world. Now, when we look around the world, that every country, almost every country in the world, is recommending the wearing of masks. But Ireland is not. So who are we taking the lead from that? And then that suggests to us that now and again, we do get things wrong. Well, the lead has been taken by the uh, National Public Health uh, Emergency Team. They're the ones that are providing that advice to government. 
I believe that government should be ignoring that advice and they should be issuing a recommendation to the public out there uh, to cover their mouth and nose, which in practical terms seems to be working in other parts of Europe. Well, well other parts of Europe who have lifted restrictions have done this uh, with a caveat that you must wear a mask. For example, in Germany, if you don't wear a mask, you get a fine. Um, That's correct. Yeah, so I mean, there, there's obviously a reason why all those other countries are doing it. And I do understand the risk that the public uh, health officials are saying over here that, you know, more people will be putting their hands to their face to fix their mask constantly all the time, which can lead to infection as well. But I think I, you have to balance it out with, you know, if you're wearing a mask, obviously you have a little bit less chance of getting those little airborne droplets. Or indeed, if you have COVID and you're coughing a little bit, uh, you're not going to spread it to other people, hopefully, if you're wearing a mask as well. So I think, I think the, certainly the benefits outweigh the cons. Yeah, and look, that's something that could be trialled in some of these counties and see does it work, see what the problems are with it or issues. You know, why not try that in in Leitrim and and Sligo where there's been very low incidence of COVID-19. See what the problems are. See if what the National Public Health Emergency Team are saying uh, does actually happen or doesn't happen uh, and then apply it to the rest of the country. That's the right. type of flexibility that's there and I think we need to start using it. All right, well, listen, thank you very much indeed. Good suggestion. Dennis Nocton, uh, TD, thanks for coming on the air. I appreciate it. Uh, all right, well, good suggestion, isn't it? Maybe, you know, around the country where we see, you know, some counties have very low numbers of cases and no deaths or very few deaths, certainly. Um, I think it wouldn't be a bad idea in those counties. I know I'm in Dublin and Cork and Galway and Limerick in the cities, you're going to be going, oh, hold on for a second, lads. If they get a restriction, we want it as well. But you have to understand, you live in a densely populated area. And obviously, densely populated areas means a faster spread. Where if you live in Leitrim, you live, you live on an island somewhere where certainly nobody has it. So what's the risk in walking around if you live on an island? As long as they're not letting other people from the mainland onto the island. Or if you live in a county where there isn't that many people living. Or if you live in, in rural Ireland and you're over 70 and you're a two kilometre walk, you're not going to meet anybody else anyway. So what's the difference? And people are saying that. So maybe we could look at you know, reviewing those restrictions in certain parts of the country. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.